like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Today we want to jump back in time and share a snapshot from our past. Now, perhaps this is a bit of a romanticized look at the identity of a master, but you be the judge. Before we had mottos like rack, which is risk-aware consensual kink, and uh, mottos like safe, sane, and consensual, there were creeds and different, you know, looks at uh, different ways that we looked at um, the people involved and how they should be involved in BDSM. They weren't necessarily better. They were just from a different era. Much like when you're reading something like Shakespeare, it sounds different than reading a modern novel or a modern script. That's because it's just from a different time. It's not necessarily better. It's just different. And that's the way this Master's Creed is. Reading from this Master's Creed. Above all else, a master cherishes his submissive. In the knowledge that the gift he gives is the greatest of all. He is demanding and takes full advantage of the power given to him but knows how to share the pleasure that comes from that gift. He's in control of himself first and foremost, so that he may control others. One, as the stern and demanding master, he can cause his slave to cry real tears. Two, as the consummate lover, he will kiss those tears away without ever stepping out of character. To win his slave's mind, body, and soul, he knows he must first win his trust. He will show his slave humor, kindness, and warmth. He must also show that his guidance and tutoring is knowledgeable and deserving of their attention, and that this is a man that the slave can learn from and trust his direction. He's romantic enough to be protective and chivalrous. When called upon, he will fight for his slave's honor. He proves to him that he is someone that his slave can lean on and depend upon. He's old-fashioned enough to be a bit of an old guard chauvinist, yet modern enough to respect his slave. Quick to point out the difference between them, he knows there is no inferiority in those differences. When it comes to teaching his submissive their lessons of obedience, he is a strong and unyielding professor. He will accept no flaw, nothing less than perfection from his student. Never does he use discipline without a good reason. When he does it, it is always with a knowledgeable and a careful hand. He is a careful guide, with safety always his main concern. He knows how to use pain to extend the bounds of pleasure. 
He's a mentor who can bring a slave to the edge of their envelope and gently show the inner courage to reach new heights. He's always open to communication and discussion, always ready to hear wants and needs. He's patient, taking the time to learn the slave's limits and knowing that as their trust of him grows, so will they. He never has to demand ritual behavior by a slave. The slave responds and complies accordingly out of the wanting to please, not the fear of punishment. He understands the fragile nature of mind and body and never violates the trust given to him. He's secure enough to laugh at himself and the absurdities of life, courageous enough to attempt uh, to accept assistance of others, open-minded enough to learn new things, strong enough to grow. His tools are mind, body, and soul, with a little help from rope, paddle, and blindfold. He understands that each partner gains from pleasuring the other, and both of them know that love is the only binding that truly holds. This was the Master's Creed. I don't know when it was first printed or first penned, but it's definitely a document from our past. And like I said, perhaps it's a bit of a romanticized view, but I think that some of those views are good. They give us a standard to reach toward or a goal to reach up toward, knowing that, you know, in a lot of ways, this master possibly only exists in our mind because we're people and people are involved in relationships. And even though masters have a level of mastery of themselves and of others, they're still human. And so uh, we still will have some faults and some areas that we're growing in. And uh, just um, we haven't always just yet arrived. <laughs> uh, we're on a journey, too. And so as a dominant partners, we're... We're growing and learning and evolving and changing. And so we definitely need to leave some room in there for our own growth. And uh, so, yeah, this, you know, was a little bit of a romantic, idealistic view. But it was definitely interesting to look at. And definitely somewhat poetic in nature, too. So maybe this Master's Creed uh, sounds like um, you know, something that uh, is uh, something that you can strive for if you're a dominant. It gives you just some thoughts of some things that, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, when I read it, it shows me some things that I probably need to be working on in me uh, for the sake of my submissive partner. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this look back at our past, at this Master's Creed, this thing that came before Safe, Sane, and Consensual and before Risk-Aware Consensual Kink. Um, probably it came a little before the Internet. I think I got it out of an old book, but um, can't remember the actual source, and so I'm not going to try to cite it, but... You can find all of our resources, uh, things that are probably far less romanticized than that, 
uh, than this Master's Creed, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy bringing this picture to you of uh, the view of a Master's Creed. It was a joy speaking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.